Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mama's, a non-profit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hackett. And I am Catherine Raphael. And she is our co-host again. Hallelujah. She came back, back another week later. <laughs> Seems like just a few moments ago that we were all together speaking, <laughs> reminiscing. And we have again with us our same guest. We are delighted to have Jane Hodson, and Catherine is going to introduce her. Um, yes. So I will introduce you as uh, her as my mother this time. I know. You didn't Mom. introduce her as your mother last time. Well, I did, but we started at the origins of Jane in the mountains. Oh yes. Okay. So that was the origins last week. So this yes. is. Uh, so, Jane, mother. Yep. So my mother, um, my whole life, has done all kinds of adventurous things, from riding motorcycles and coming home with bugs in her teeth, to horse wrangling. She breaks wild horses, and she no, always... No, 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 no. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> I train them. She trains them. I don't like them broken. Oh, no. yeah. Okay. You don't break Vernacular is very important, and Mom is always very good with her word choices. She inherited her mother's wit and wisdom, and she is a delight to talk with. <laughs> and she is originally born in... Originally from... Uh, she grew up in Circle Way, and then they moved behind Ensign... In or Salt Lake. Below, yeah, Salt Lake City. Utah. That's right. Ensign Downs. Salt, yeah, Ensign mm-hmm. Downs in Salt Lake City, Utah. And then they relocated behind the Capitol Building in Salt Lake City, so she grew up in the foothills of the Wasatch Mountains, running all over hither and yon. <laughs> <laughs> and now she lives up in... Heber City. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heber City is her home base. And that's it. We'll keep it there. Yeah. <laughs> and she has kids. That's where I am. <laughs> all right. Things. And um, yes, tell fun us your fact. interesting fact. Yes. My interesting fun fact is that wolverines, chimpanzees, and human beings can pick their front paw up and shade their eyes from the sun... And other animals haven't been hip to that jive yet. (laughs) Sometimes I'm not hip to that jive and I forget to. Yeah, remember evolution and then the wolverine in the snowy mountaintops. Picking up his paw, putting it across his brow and shading his eyes from the sun and the glare. Which is highly unusual. That's amazing. You have to be a brilliant animal to do that. Chimpanzees will do it and humans. I dare you to find another animal that will do it. Have you had any experiences with wolverines? Yes, in Alaska, but that's the story we'll do another time. (laughs) They also like to track people, and they're very athletic. Oh, my goodness. They run everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. They're very athletic. Yes. And you want a cliff between you and them, or some kind of natural obstacle, because, you know... That's all you got. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Jane has so many stories. <laughs> um, we wanted to hear today. Uh, you are. Oh, I'm a cowboy. She's a cowgirl. I have no cows. No, I'm an equi- I, I'm a horse Whisper. enthusiast. <laughs> I would like to become a lawyer of horses and advocate for them. But oh, they yeah. Very bad. <laughs> no, no, some of them pay very well. No, that's not true. You might have to redo this whole thing. I like horses, and sometimes they like me if I'm lucky. So if you wanted to hear some of your horse stories, I know you have much horse wisdom as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, share with us some um, of your... I'll start with a couple of origin stories, because it happens with horses on many levels. 
an origin story. And the first one, I was 18 months old, and um, my mother takes complete blame and credit for for my uh, for her inspiration in my life this way. She bought me a spring horse, one of the big ones, you know, that you have springs on them and you jump up and down on them. And I was 18 months old, and I think it's not age appropriate according to the box, but they didn't say that at the time. <laughs> which will date me a little bit, but um, <laughs> the pictures of me at 18 months old on Christmas time were very encouraging because I could climb on top of this horse and ride it like the wind, <laughs> and I could make it go places. And I loved that thing, and I rode it every day for probably many hours of distractory time, you know, that was wonderful for my mother and everybody <laughs> included. Pony was part of our, like, uh, important part of her day. And um, I would be happily distracted for a long time while she, like, took a nap. <laughs> well deserved. So, yeah, my first origin, uh, introduction to horses were, was as 18 months. And I kept that horse until I, I, until I broke it. I was maybe six or seven or... Eight and I was and I used to gallop it through the kitchen and I could get it off the ground and take it on its frame across the kitchen linoleum floor and I didn't want to do it when my dad was there but when my mother was there I had run of the house with that thing and I could move it from place to place and I rode it until the metal failed and it uh, um, bent over onto the kitchen floor and died right there and the oh. whole thing got taken away from me at that time and was gone to the past. But I laid a foundation. Yeah, that was my first life of my first horse. Shorter lifespans on a general basis and people and lots of people had it coming sometimes. So (laughs) I was reminded of my second horse origin story Uh, as I was taking Catherine of all people to lunch at that's your Caputo's. oldest daughter, Caputo's. Caputo's. Yeah, right, right here. here, right here. Yep. I took her to lunch the other day. <laughs> we went to Caputo's. It used to be Tony Caputo's, mm-hmm. and now it's Matt Caputo's, his son. It's on 300 South across from Pioneer Park, and, and it's a fine establishment. And it, always, <laughs> and it always has been for everybody that's listening. And I, <laughs> and I, I went to... <laughs> to Horace Mann Junior High and, and then I went to West High School He uh, and uh, Tony Caputo's brother was the vice principal of Horace Mann until they closed it down and then I and then he transferred over to West High and uh, I went to West High also. He, Wait, Horace Mann is a school? Horace or? Mann was a junior high school Okay. right across the street from West High School in okay. Salt Lake City. <laughs> Mr. Caputo Wanted to make sure I was adjusting to junior high life at Horace Mann out of grade school well, and uh, and I was amusing to talk to. And he would literally pull me out of class and ask me, you know, what's your problem? And I knew he was Italian. <laughs> and he had a Mustang car. And I thought, can a vice principal really own a Mustang car on that kind of salary, or does he have a nefarious family business on the side? And I was soon to find out, because he took 
me out of class and drove with me in his Mustang down to Tony Caputo's place, which was much smaller and more humble at the time, and he wasn't a movie star and all that time, stuff at the time. <laughs> but Mr. Macu- Mr. Caputo was the brother of Tony, and he had, you know, one of those perms, like the early 70s curly thug hair, like, <laughs> like, like, like the gangsters. I don't know if you remember LA gangsters having curls. <laughs> That's perm. And he took me down to Tony Caputo's and bought me Spumoni ice cream in a cone. And so I thought, well, this is good. I'll tell him a good story. And so it was amusing, and he'd take me out of class again, you know, the next week. And finally I said, well, you know, the problem is my friend has this horse that she got, and it was a wild Mustang that was a baby uh, when she got it. And the reason she got it was because her neighbor had gotten the mother of this horse. It was a white horse. He was scruffy, wild, uh, hard scrabble horse. And But he had a bad trip home from the range when her neighbor put up in the back of a pickup truck with the sides on and she rolled off a cliff and the mother died and this horse was kind of crippled and she gave this horse to my friend also named Jane his name was Wendy the horse and so back to the story that I'm telling Caputo I'm like you know she's just a some troublemaker you know like me and she's got this horse and I just feel like I should have a horse my parents it wouldn't be a burden on them <laughs> And, and, uh, and we should say, I feel like this is important. Grandmother like, was 46 years old when mom was born, and grandpa was 55. Yeah. So, living in the suburbs. Yeah, in the suburbs, the, the foothills of Salt Lake City. Inside Downs, inside Downs, behind the Capitol building, where there's a lot, a normal house size lot, and not animal rights. <laughs> but, um, But I had been going out to visit my friend and her horse after school, and my friend's sister also had a horse. So there was Wendy and Amos, and Amos was a fine horse. He was a very fine pony, nice nice horse that was uh, belonged to Anne. There was Jane and Anne Rose, and and Amos belonged to Anne. And Anne did not like Amos. She wanted a 10-speed bicycle. And she (laughs) appreciated me riding her horse because... He was too wild for her. And I rode him every day, and I got to the point, and my mother would pick me up at dusk. When the sun went down, she'd come and get me. And so I would go to the fence, sit on the fence, and whistle for Amos to come around, and he'd gallop up to the fence, and I would climb on his back, and he would gallop all over the field and jump over the jumps and do all this fun stuff without any bridle. We never had a saddle. Oh, my God. Ever, ever no saddles. And... um. So I'm like, hey, Mom, look at this, you know, and I whistle to Amos, and he gallops over, and I put on this little horse show for her and ride all over the field. And, and I remember she used to drive along Redwood Road, and I would gallop along with Amos, and she would take a look at the speedometer and see how fast I was going. Oh. And it was very fun. We would have, you know, kind of kind of fun times like that. And I would gallop next to the car, you know, <laughs> How old are you? Well, this is junior high. I yeah. was, yeah, I was 12 going on 13 when this was going on. I was 12 <laughs> awesome. years old. 12. And, yeah, run as fast as I could on the horse bareback and, and down next to Redwood Road. And so I trained this horse, Amos, to be very good with 12-year-old kids and keeping them. And people used to stop on the road and want to buy him. And I'd say, you know, talk to the owners. She wants a bike, you know. And, and they <laughs> sold Amos. And Aww. so then I told... 
Mr. Caputo, you know, I, I had this opportunity, I was riding this horse, and now I don't have, and now I have to get on the back of Wendy with Jane. And I just think that it's not fair. Of course, I understand this world is not fair, but I just feel like my calling is to be involved in the horse world for the rest of my life and somehow. And I came home from goofing around and being in trouble with my friends one day to find Mr. Caputo in my living room talking to my mother. <laughs> Much to my astonishment. And by the, by the way, I'm telling this story to Catherine the other day over Caputo sandwiches, which are delectable, <laughs> by the yes. way. I have roasted red peppers. Yes. The pastrami. It was the best pastrami sandwich Mwah. I've ever had. <laughs> we are in no way affiliated with Caputo. No, we don't get paid for this. No kickbacks or even discounts. Anyway. Mr. Caputo is in great. Mr. Caputo room. is in my living room speaking Organized with my mother. Connections. They both have very serious yes. looks on their faces. They look like. It looks like some kind of deal being made in Sicily among the businesses there. It was just as a, he's just as Italian as he could be and influential in the ways of his history. And my mother wasn't going to be pushed around because she had, you know, good background and stuff. And she just wasn't, she, she was a survivor and wasn't ready to be pounced upon by this nefarious activity. She took in... His words very seriously. <laughs> yes. And then she he laughed. And she turned to look at me and she said, I'm not going to be told by some organized criminal that I should buy you a horse and then if you're not good, take it away and use it as an impetus for you doing well in school. <laughs> school is a privilege. You go there because you want to improve yourself. And I'm not going to be um, extortion. Uh, yeah, extortion. Yeah. yeah, is this extortion? <laughs> is this, you know, educational extortion? <laughs> I'm not going to be pushed around by this by this good old boy. And if I buy you a horse, it's because I want to. I want you to know where it's coming from. It won't be coming from Mr. Caputo, you know. Maybe I'll get you a horse for your birthday. And, it ha you know, since your birthday is after, it'll be after school. And it won't have anything to do with what he's wanting out of this, out of this deal. Out of this deal, he's not getting a cut of this deal. And 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 I'm not using it as as bribery for you. I'm not saying if you don't do well at school, I'll sell your horse because that that's to put put the hurts on twice. That's just not right. And so if I get you a horse, it's because I want to do it. And so. And so, thanks, Mr. Caputo. <laughs> He's the Because when I was 13, she went out and bought me a horse. <laughs> and it was, uh, and we went to, um, it was in Rose Park, next, uh, about a mile away from where Jane kept her horse. And it, uh, it was about $5 a month room and board in the summertime during grazing, and it was $11 in the winter time when they fed hay. And I would take the bus, school bus out there every day after school and um, ride this horse until dark. And then my mother would pick me up and bring me home. And so the first day that I rode this horse, I just didn't know that it wasn't 
really super well trained like Amos was. We went out and and I got to ride it around in a small little corral with the guy that was selling him holding the halter and, and walking around with me. Mm. And, you know, and my mother took Jane's dad, Blaine Rose, and he said, yeah, I like the look in that. I don't get her that wild Appaloosa. I would have taken any. <laughs> and I got a good good one. So I just, as in a matter of getting used to it and getting to know this new friend, I just acted like we've been friends forever, jumped on this horse's back, bareback, and galloped out to meet Jane uh, in the middle of, you know, in the field between where our pastures were. And we both galloped across the field toward each other. And when I got right up next to her horse, my horse reared up and I slid off his back into a ditch as I'm saying, how do you like my horse? <laughs> and then she said, yeah, we'll get along fine. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, I know my horse is better. Let's have a race. We'll make, you know, Redwood Road the finish line. So we galloped and my horse just took away running as fast as he could and ran away with me. And, and as I got to Redwood Road, I pulled the right hand lane. I'm pulling my pulling backwards. This is a good thing for runaway horses, people to know. If you pull backwards, they can just grab the bit in their mouth and go forward. And what you want to do is um, start them out by learning, uh, teaching them how to turn right and left. And that way you can turn them and, and kind of knock them out of gear a little bit if they decide to run away with you. Some horses can turn their head all the way around and have a laying on your knee and still gallop away with you full speed. <laughs> but you want to disengage those front shoulders and be able to have control of the feet. And this is something I've only, you know, didn't know at that time. And so we're running around down Redwood Road full speed, uh, you know. And there's a big irrigation ditch in front of us, and Skeeter jumped that thing. It was at least... Oh, is that the name of the horse? Yes. Oh, yes. Skeeter. <laughs> he, would jump, jump, he jumped over this um, ditch, and I knew then he was a very good jumper. And I <laughs> kept on him, and then I saw the road that went down to where the field was, and I was able to turn him. How are, Did you have a bridle on him? One bri yeah, bridle. Okay, he did have a bridle. Snaffle bit. Oh, okay. And, um, and did he have a saddle? No. Yeah, this was all bareback. Owned, okay, yep. Never owned a saddle yep. uh, uh, <laughs> up until much later. Well, we turned and galloped down, you know, the road to where the field was that he came from, and there was a six-foot fence, and he was getting ready to jump that, too, but I was able to turn him around in a circle <laughs> and stop him. And, and that was my first ride on my first horse. <laughs> and I never told my mother anything that happened because I just didn't want to do that and um, it took a while and and he became just the most exquisite wonderful horse to where I could whistle on the fence and gallop up and I'd jump on him and ride all over the place I could take kids out that I babysat and line him up on his back and he would walk kind of in a straight line I actually in front of their mother <laughs> had four kids on his back and they were all sitting there firing. And so I thought, well, let's try it. <laughs> and so all four of them fell on the ground. And speaking of, like, misadventures, he would do anything I asked him to. He couldn't climb a telephone pole, but he'd try if I asked him to. Aww. Like that. So he was really good. So we would walk 
through the oil fields on, um, down below Bountiful and go up into the mountains uh, above Bountiful and um, along the hillsides and there's lightning. He, we outran a lightning storm once, which was kind of scary. Wow. Our hair was all standing up on end and we were on the tops of the hills and got down into the valley and that was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a magnificent horse. We'd ride along the Jordan River were homeless bums that tried to chase us down and catch us and almost did, and our good horses outran them. <laughs> How long did you have him? I had him from the time I was 13 until I was 18 when I got married. Oh, wow. Well, he was four when I first got him. Mm-hmm. And then um, I knew I had to sell him when I decided to get married. And the fellow that I rented the pasture from really liked him. His name was Holbrook. And he had grandchildren that had envied him this horse. And this was the favorite horse that he'd ever had, like, out there. And he wanted his grandkids to have it, so I sold him to him, to them. Mm -hmm. And I think he had a good life after that with those kids. He was a great horse. So um, let's get into another exciting story. I used to go riding with uh, several of these kids, all of them, and... um, there's exciting adventures with all of them. But I'm, I'm going to tell you one little story about daughter three, Eileen. So one day after school, Eileen came home and we loaded Patches and Skeeter up into the trailer and went up to the Eulogies. And this is a different Skeeter. Yeah. This yes. is a forest ranger Skeeter. Yeah, this is a Same little name. Welch horse that pony that Eileen had. And it was also named Skeeter. So I was on Patches and she was on this other little white pony. Um... We went up to uh, maybe above Dock Flats on the Mirror Lake Highway mm. and started up the side of the hill and went for this uh, wonderful ride. And then I realized that the trail we were on was actually just a, a game trail. And so it's a steep mountainside. The hillside was on our left going up and, the, and, you know, and just a steep, steep dirt, very slippery down the right, down to the bottom of the canyon there. On the right, we were pretty high up, and I realized, you know, well, this is going into the side of a cliff where it's not been a, it's not a trail. And, <laughs> and so, Eileen was behind me, and I told her, you know, carefully back up a little bit, and then see if you can find a place to, to turn around, and she oh, was right. able to do that. So I was in front of her, and I thought, now how am I going to get my horse turned around without rolling off the hill? And um, it was easier for her because she had a pony, right? She had a little tiny pony, and she was back a, a ways before it got really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in retrospect, I kind of <laughs> maybe backed up because Patches was very sure-footed, and and she could I could place each foot with with my hands mm-hmm. as to where I wanted her to go, and so I thought really hard about this. By the way, we both had saddles on at this point, <laughs> which are actually kind of ouchy in a rack. If you go rolling down on them, you can like perforate your guts and stuff. And anyway, so I'm thinking about now, how am I going to get out of this? And so we stop. <laughs> I think to myself, okay, where are each feet and how are my hands positioned? And I thought, well, now if I aim her front end towards the cliff, oh no, <laughs> right? Because they're front heavy, Mm -hmm. she'll have less of a chance of rolling down because there's no way she can take a step on her left foot 
behind and then pivot that one to bring her front end around to the right in the downhill position. So I thought, I'll tip her nose towards the hill and see if we can scuttle around that way. So I get ready to lean back and the first step she takes is with her right left, or, or I'm sorry, with her right rear foot and it's into the air. <laughs> and I feel her coming back over on me and I threw all my weight up on her left front side and just threw my weight there and brought the saddle and pulled her with me and she scuttled around and made that turn. Oh my God. Uh, and, and there's rocks and everything, you know, flying down the hillside. Uh. And, and I, I make the turn and we're both, you know, excited and we stop and catch our breath and then we go down the hill and we're talking about what a fun trip that was. And, <laughs> and as we get back towards where the horse trailer was, we're looking at red tail hawks and wonderful things like this going around and we get back down to the valley floor and there are moose. This was a female moose with a wiener calf. Oh, no. <laughs> so a new calf, it wasn't a year old. And and this horse was a I mean this calf, you know, in the distance they look so adorable. And the mother's in the stream in um in the river there eating and she's maybe 300 yards away, you know, a good three football fields away from us, with her head down in the in the stream eating. And then she'd pick her head up and look at, around at us and put her head down. And then the baby saw us and was very intrigued and galloped full speed across <laughs> the meadow, across the highway, and over to where we were, and then around on the other side. And this little baby was about as large as my horse. It was much larger oh. than the pony. It oh, was a wow. huge, and we got nervous because here it is running between us and all around us and jumping up and down, acting like, you horses are the weirdest looking moose I've ever seen. And, <laughs> you know, are you going to play or what's going on here, you know? And the mother picks up her head and looks at us really long and hard for a while. And then she's just like, puts her head back down and starts eating. And we were expecting to be charged or something, you know? But um, we just sat in, in the saddle and had this moose playing around between this baby moose playing around and jumping up and down and oh my gosh. running all around us and having a good time and we were very cautious and holding still and everything because it was an enormous animal and so we're just quiet you know and we hold still and then uh, when it takes off a little bit we dismount and put the saddles in the trailer and we're able to go home but that was kind of a lot of fun from you know three to nine <laughs> for an after-school activity. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun life story. Fun, fun Stimulating career. experience for all. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's epic. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So moose are cool. Would you have any, like, last um, horse advice? You could probably have a book of horse advice, but what would be, like, your take-home message about horses, treating horses, just being with horses? Oh. Yeah, um, this is something that's near and dear to my heart, and I want to say it in fewer words and more. I really appreciated being able to learn things from Ray Hunt and having the opportunity to know him. Yeah, his advice to me, and he wrote it on a picture that I had him sign, was think. And I first I thought, should I be insulted? And then I thought, no, that's really deep. 
that's pretty much how I started out my experiences with horses, was going full speed until I wrecked. And then later in life, I don't want to do that. I'm going about it a lot more slow. And with a with a wanting to understand from the, having the horse understand me as well as me understanding the horse. So let's teach them how to turn. Let's teach them how to stop. And then let's, then let's go have a fun little ride, you yeah. know, stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could just sit on them for a long time and have a, the world of communication going on. It can be the best ride of your life. Maybe they're young. Maybe they haven't had a ride on it before. As a matter of recommending horses being in people's life, I would say be very compassionate to the horse. See if you have this understanding first before you, you know, you can have a lot of understanding on the ground in in their body language and movements. Mm -hmm. And then you can work into driving through the mountains and almost falling off cliffs. Horses and some sweet horses. I learned yeah. to ride at your house. Like that's awesome. Yeah, I don't remember having saddles much, and I remember just being. Yeah. You just it was you just get on a horse and ride mm-hmm. around and yeah. And I was like you, Jane. Like I liked the ones that had some spirit and you know that you could have a connection with. And mm-hmm. well, thank you so much, Jane, for sharing your stories with us today. To hear more fun, inspiring stories from women like Jane, click the subscribe button. And uh, we're just so glad to have you here and tell all your friends and all that jazz. That's it for today's adventure. Join us again next time. And as always, please remember, a woman's place is on horseback in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> so true.